0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It's August twenty second, twenty twenty three. I'm Trey. That's Mark. What's up, Mark?
1: Uh, done, Trey. I'm excited about today's show. It's going to be a fun one. We're talking about some real old fashioned corruption deep in the heart of Texas. We get talking it. about it. it's got, got, everything. You got drunks. You got uh, Uber related affairs. You got perverts. You got pen stealing. You got it's got it's got everything. It's very Texas um
0: yeah it's very old school i didn't uh i actually didn't i'm sure you know all about it but i didn't know until i did a patreon episode on him about like lbj like straight up like Buying elections in tech, like through intimidation and bribery and stuff like uh-huh. that. And it's like a documented fact, like when he was, you know, coming up in Texas politics or whatever. So they got a long, and I mean, I'm sure every state probably has a long and storied history of that, but, uh-huh. uh, Texas truly shines. So
1: machine politics, baby. Back when America worked, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Couple of things for the show. Happy birthday to my wife. Uh, I am taking her Thai food to her axe throwing league later as a present. That's what that's what she wanted. So,
0: <laughs> that's that's lovely. I just ordered my son's Thai food tonight. So it's a Thai food Tuesday, baby. Yeah, I'm a uh, nice. happy birthday, Aaron. Katie left for Tennessee for like uh, ten days this morning because mm-hmm. she's. Doing work on the house I grew up in because we're like trying to like sell it or whatever. So like Katie, I'm at home with the kids while she's like you know ripping out insulation and putting up drywall and stuff because that's how our relationship works. <laughs>
1: but anyway, so yeah, yeah.
0: fun times I'm, over I,
1: here. Yeah, I'm 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 on strike slash unemployed. My wife's working, so we're uh, uh we're, we're 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 house husbands. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a couple. So Trump's gonna turn himself in Thursday. He got two hundred thousand dollars bond, which is both not enough and like why? But, yeah. Right. Um, also, late breaking story this after, this evening. Uh the IT guy, Mar-a-Lago, uh name is Tavares, I think. He uh, apparently flipped or whatever. He
0: that that one guy, that like his like right hand man guy, the or the one that the not, dude with the pool and all that shit who like went that's down well, that's with him. Walt,
1: that's Walt Nayuda. No, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Tavares was the guy Walt Nauda was trying to get to delete the footage unsuccessfully okay. or whatever. All so right. I guess Trump's super PAC was paying for his lawyer and the government was like, if you want to keep your testimony the way it is, you can, but we'll kind of charge you with perjury. And he's like, okay, I'll get my own lawyer. And they immediately rejected all his testimony and changed it. So there you go. That's your Trump update for the day. Uh, before I was laughing before we got on because I, I saw this story, medieval times and their ever going, a long going struggle against their one, uh, a restaurant that's trying to unionize is yeah. like when it might be get dinged for unfair labor practices. And one of the things they were doing is they tried to get the union's TikTok account banned, mm-hmm. and that's so funny to me because if you imagine you're the lawyer for medieval times. The boss comes in, and it's like we gotta. We've got to stop. The the songs on TikTok are radicalizing the proletariat as the Green Knight sings about wage slavery.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like trying to get rid of the bard. Like they got a bard on TikTok or whatever. You got like a magistrate that you're making your case to. It's a barrister. This guy's a barrister with like a a powdered wig and all that stuff. Represent medieval time. They should do that. I mean, why not You yeah. know, like that? Just you like keep everything the same about what they're going for, but just old timey it up, even in the courtroom or whatever. I feel like that would endear people to them uh, further.
1: Yeah. Like if, uh, if the execs get, do get dinged for, the like the national labor review board should like put them in stocks and tar and fat yeah. them and shit. That, yeah. That would hit Throw
0: tomatoes way. at them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, also your home state, Tennessee's, uh, at it again, bill Lee called a special session about gun control, I guess. Cause he, the typical Republican evolution on any, any issue is you're personally touched by it. So I guess he had two friends, the Covenant School, who got shot. So now he's like maybe for a little more gun control. And uh, the, the 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 Tennessee three are also all about to get kicked out again because they keep getting their mics cut off. For trying to get, it's just yeah, like, just same something happened
0: in again. like the house there today, right, or something. I, I, yeah, I, I do the, the, the details of it
1: they made the debate rules. You can't hold up signs. So literally if you just, if if the covenant school parents held up an eight by 11 sheet of paper that said gun, gun reform, please, they could get kicked out of the gallery. It's like that restrictive. They, like the Tennessee state troopers cleared out. It's all very like, just they're doing the same shit. that got everybody pissed off again the first time. And I, I don't know why we're doing this all over again, but Melissa Joan Hart gave a rousing speech yesterday about uh, gun control in Nashville. She's been a long time Republican, so that's, she, but she's also involved with Mom's Demand. Cause,
0: Melissa Joan Hart?
1: Mm-hmm. The, yeah. uh,
0: Clarissa? She
1: yeah. got up and explained it all? Into, she explained it all. She yeah. it
0: all to the Tennessee House, as a, and she's a hardcore Republican. I didn't know any of that. She's of the pops in my head every now and then, like, whatever happened to her? But I didn't think that would be the answer, but Okay.
1: It, was, it wasn't to the House for the record, just, to, just to like at a rally in Nashville. But yeah, she's a, she's she was like a Bob Dole supporter when she was on Supreme of the Teenage Witch. So she's about a long time Republican, but apparently Republican supports gun control. Uh, I want, <laughs> So the Marion, we ca- talked last week about the Marion County record, that little newspaper that could, that uh, got shut down by the local sheriff. And we were making fun of the Streisand effect of it all because the, it was about a story they weren't even going to publish. They got the whole world to know about this business owner's DUI. Mm-hmm. Police chief being a sex pervert. Um, so another aspect of this, the judge that signed the warrant turns out she has her own history of multiple DUIs. The woman named of Judge Laura Vi- Viar, uh, who was arrested twice in 2012. The second time she was driving a county-owned vehicle that didn't belong to her, it was apparently another uh, county official. It's when she was, it's when she was a prosecutor, and I guess she was—I don't know—having an affair, or whatever. I, let me take that back. I don't know that. I know she was driving another public servant's car, drunk. She crashed it into a, a school football team shed. <laughs>
0: Pretty American, yeah. very middle American. Ever also, she's, yeah. a, she's a prosecutor at the time, but still, yeah. Uh, now she's yeah, a bad judge in judge. my hometown. Uh, got caught with a bunch of uh, cocaine back in the nineties, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. uh, kept on being the judge forever after that. May still be, for all I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a small time sheriff or judge is basically a license to do some low level cocaine trafficking. That's the main reason to do it in most of America. Uh, so, but I can't. These people, like no one knew they're up to any of this shit, and no one cared but they had to harass this newspaper. By the way, the newspaper's back on uh, back online and they, the the publisher said, fuck it and published the story. They didn't think they had the goods on the police chief on. So now like that's on the record now. So like, it's, I don't, I don't fuck all these people. I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're getting embarrassed if not uh, any sort of accountability. Um, Yeah. So this this next, this next story I may want to talk about was sad. Do you want to talk about it or, or no? I mean,
0: it is super sad, but I I don't know. I feel like she'd sort of, deserves a shout out. It's not the right word yeah. to use in the context. You know what, you know what I mean?
1: I'm not going to spin it as sad. I'm, I'm going to talk, let's talk about it as a life, a life, uh, well lived. Um, and she just lady did get 66 years. This woman, um, last name, uh, her name's Lori Carlton. Uh, she was shot and killed out here in California a couple days ago by this right wing psycho. Cause she had a pride flag in the window of her store. Uh, she had a husband and nine kids. Um, we know it was a hate crime. The guy got killed by the cops a little bit later because he was shooting the sheriff's deputies, but, uh, he made a bunch of hateful statements, uh, about the pride flag before killing her. Uh, I got, the asshole's name was Travis, Travis Ikabuchi. Um, he had a bunch of stuff on his social media about, you know, all gays being groomers and perverts and pedophiles. And, uh, so about this lady, um, she she was sixty six when uh, at, at, the, time, at her time of, the time of her time of her death. Um, the kind of person she was. There was a blizzard earlier this year, and she opened up her store to anybody who needed stuff and let them have it for free if they needed supplies. To those who were stuck in the blizzard. Um, and this the kicker to the story that like. <laughs> Really got me when I was reading it last night. Uh, I'll just read this right here. At Miss Carlton's Lake Arrowhead home after the shooting, her family opened a package that had been left at the doorstep. The flag at the store had begun to fade, Ari, Ari Carlton said. Her mother had ordered a new one. Yeah. So people had continuously stolen her pride flag and it got dirty. Like it's like, and she just kept hanging it right the fuck back up. And I think that, the way I'll put it is no one's going to remember this asshole psycho whose name I'm not going to uh, say anymore. But Lori Crawlton will be live, will live on fondly remembered for every uh, with everyone who ever knew her. So yeah. Um, so which person would you rather be? Right.
0: It's. I mean, it's wild. You know, like you said, this happened in California. I see pride flags all over California and in you know businesses and and elsewhere all the time, and it's just uh, a wild and yeah. tragic thing. But it's also and I know this like goes without saying, and also we've we've said it, said versions of it repeatedly over the you know past months or years or whatever. But like this is why it is genuinely so dangerous that the whole this whole narrative they're building about you know they're all groomers and like wrapping it up wrapping lgbt up in like child molestation and child trafficking and all the qAnon shit and all the shit that they're like getting so into because it like gives these people some kind of justification in their brains for taking extreme measures like this do you know what i mean it's not it, it, it takes it beyond just like I don't agree with that lifestyle. I think it's a sin or even it grosses me out or whatever. And it takes into another level of like, these people are evil and must be stopped. And when the people who have that opinion are also like the gun nut lunatic, you know, uh, faction, then this is the kind of shit that ends up happening.
1: Yeah, you only, only follow like nine Twitter accounts and they were all the ones you'd expect. It was like Jordan Peterson and Matt Walsh and the same people all these psychos follow. And I honestly don't know how these people sleep at night. Yeah, it's like right. He calls, yep. Uh, whatever.
0: They'll probably call him some kind of false flag or something like that. Oh, there's got to be more to it or, you know, whatever. They'll spin it some yeah. way,
1: if they acknowledge it at all. They already they already have. They're saying that the public story is fake, that she was actually killed by her brother. Over some lovers' quarrel because they were in some sort of incest relationship or something. It's like they, they did it they did it immediately immediately. Yeah, yeah, that is wild.
0: Uh, all right, well, moving on. With us as always is producer Matt. This is Weekly Skews. Uh, before we continue with the show, I want to remind you of a few things. Number one, if you want to see me perform live, uh, I would. Thanks for everybody that came to Burlington, Vermont last weekend. That was loads of fun. My next shows are actually in Texas. The subject of our show tonight'll be in Austin, uh, September 15th and 16th. We just added a late show on the 16th. So thank you guys for that. Still tickets available. And, uh, then I got a big Ohio run coming up and a lot of other places after that. So come and see me, go to Trey Also at Trey Crowder, you can find a link to pre-order the book. I wrote with Corey Forrester called round here and over yonder. It's a, uh, humorous travel guide written by two hillbilly dipshits. Uh, so we hope you enjoy that. Also, uh, Matt wanted me to remind you guys because I, you know, I was doing pretty good about it for a while and then I forgot another thing said before, if you, uh, if you dig the show and you watch this show, thank you very much. We love you watching. We show clips and stuff like that. But even if you watch, if you use any kind of podcast app at all stitcher, or the Apple podcast app or anything, if you use any of that for anything else, if you could go on that and just subscribe to the show, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. But it uh, would help us out in numerous ways. Speaking of helping us out, last thing: if you want to support the show, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. You go to weeklyskews slash more, or just go on Patreon and look me up. Either way works. Five dollars a month gets you access to full length bonus episodes. We did a two part skew and a recently. We got another one, uh, another episode coming up soon. We cover things we don't get to in the main show. Things that come up in between or just stuff we want to talk about. We have a lot of fun with it. We hope you will consider signing up on patreon get some more skews in your life now as for the show tonight as a reference we're talking about texas continuing their ongoing battle with florida for the craziest assholiest state texas has uh, opened up a new salvo this weekend like mark said a lot of lunacy to get into hard to believe but it's true but before we get to all that i want to start with the daily dumbass matt graphic please Tonight's D.D., anybody from South Dakota who doesn't realize it's just a short walk down to Mexico Let's see uh, Matt's governor, Christy Noem. (laughs) And the vast majority of the drugs in the Midwest are coming right through South Dakota on these reservations
1: that I can't do anything about. The people of South Dakota live with being on the front line of this mess every single day because the cartels are set up in South Dakota, too.
0: Right. South Dakota, front line of the border crisis.
1: (laughs) I, so there's a lot going on here. She's, this is Christy Nome. She's speaking at a, uh, like a, a, it was a live streamed appearance at the border with uh, Greg Abbott, Re- Re- Republican governor, Greg Abbott of Texas, Kim Reynolds of Iowa, Jim Pillen of Nebraska, and Kevin Stitt of Oklahoma. They're there showing support for uh, Abbott's, you know, Texas operation Lone Star, which is like his psychotic uh, border quest to like try to kill as many migrants as possible with razor wire and shit. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later. So there's a, a really think interesting thing with, um, uh, from a Republican pollster uh, yesterday, they was talking about how like border security polls way more importantly with Republicans, the further you get from the border, which is very, very weird to me.
0: <laughs> that is. Yeah, that is weird.
1: But it's What's like the, I guess, uh,
0: explanation for it? it's cause like the ones that live on the border, like actually deal with it. Like instead of just reading about it or hearing about hearing the horror stories about it, they like, they're yeah. there. So they see real people and stuff like that. Like, I that guess, it, I guess it's sort experience. of
1: the, the same way with like people, rural people imagine big city crime and homelessness versus like me and right. you driving around LA or whatever. It's just right. like, if you're familiar with it, it's just sort of an everyday problem. But if you're like, right. if you're dealing with the cartoonish version of your imagination, um, then it's worse. Um But like, so the stuff going to the border is, it's a big complicated sort of mess and what bugs me about this is there's no like actual real world grappling with how to like make it better for people who live there or the people who are crossing or the rest of us or anything it's just like all this cartoonish shit like south dakota does have uh, like a problem with fentanyl and methamphetamine um but like we've talked about this before but how fentanyl the cartels have drones Mm all right they're not come fentanyl not coming in, in the butt crack of like an, uh, a Salvadoran migrant. That's right. It's not how these are cartels have billions of dollars. They have better plans than that. It comes across in the wheel wells of, uh, of 18 wheelers and they they go use boats to go around the border on the West coast. And you know, it's like, right.
0: The- yeah. Stopping all the like families trying to swimming over and stuff like that is a completely separate issue than like right. the drugs that the cartels are support or are, uh, transporting across the border and yeah they got a problem there you know south dakota's a state in the u.s like you know they've all got problems with uh (laughs) fentanyl and meth and whatnot
1: right but here's another story i found i was like i wonder how bad south dakota's fentanyl problem is uh here's a headline south dakota's overdose deaths have the greatest decrease across the u.s in 2022 so it's actually less of a problem than most places Mm -hmm. and getting like so okay According to the CDC, overdose deaths in South Dakota this is overall fentanyl methamphetamine the leading two causes. We're down eighteen percent from previous years, and the eighteen percent because not a lot of people live in South Dakota is one hundred and two deaths to eighty four. Now I'm not saying eighty four yeah. people dying isn't a big deal, but no. it's like down well, to most states.
0: Yeah, it's South so Dakota guy. though, eighty four. That's like that's like thirty eight percent of the people in South Dakota. <laughs> you know what <laughs> right. I mean? That's rough. There. Yeah, Especially yeah. Since Matt left, you know, it might bump it up to thirty nine percent. You know. Not- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Matt, 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 Matt probably Matt probably knows seventy nine of the eighty four. Yeah. Uh, so it also this one county. I only found one county where this guy was talking about it. But like eighty percent of the drug uh, drug possession arrests were for methamphetamine, not fentanyl. But they always talk about fentanyl because fentanyl in their heads comes from comes from uh, China via Mexico, right? But methan- methamphetamine is just made by your cousin Gary in his trailers. You can't really rag on uh, migrants for that. So like they just don't talk about the biggest issue.
0: It's weird. That's I didn't <laughs> realize that meth. I didn't realize meth had that kind of staying power. I mean, look, I did, but also, I'm just saying. Like, I remember. It's weird. It's kind of. It feels like it's almost sort of backwards, odd for America. I know, but like, I can remember when I was in school in rural Tennessee in like the late '90s, early 2000s. The Dare program and stuff. It it was mostly all about meth at the time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was all meth stuff. Like meth was the big crisis. Meanwhile. Opioids is what was actually like ripping our you know community apart like actively at that time. But back then it was still you know doctors prescribing it's not even addictive and all that type of shit. You know what I mean? They're talking about meth, Well, now it's it's like flip flopped. It's like everybody's talking about fentanyl, which is a problem. But I mean, eighty percent is meth. Like that also that just kind of surprised me. I didn't know meth uh, was still you know all the rage. And now, I mean, <laughs> you guys are only listening it's some classic. Uh, meth PSAs here, one of them with a farmer sitting there and it says, Meth, I'm on it. And it's some young <laughs> kid, football team, meth, we're on it. It's like, yeah, that's uh, uh, did that, that didn't focus group that or nothing? Like, how many layers <laughs> of quality control did that go through where I was just like, yep, I see no issue with this whatsoever?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just like, they, they, they I, I can't like, it's difficult to argue about policy solutions in a country where like half the people are just totally detached from reality. Like Rhonda's yeah. given his speech over and over and over again. It's become a, like a applause line, in his stump speech where he says when he's president, he'll have basically people crossing the border summarily executed to stop illegal drugs. Mm. Like, Oh, a war on drugs. Right. I wish somebody thought to try that yeah you know and it's like again those aren't the people bring the drugs in while you're shooting like poor migrants at the border the the cartels will be inventing fucking teleportation technology to take it straight to south dakota so i don't yeah. like, understand like I, it's just like I, oh by the way I, nobody like i was listening to a, a podcast was trying to explain the fentanyl crisis because like th- no one's really done a good explainer for why they put it in cocaine and shit i know like what but like one thing i didn't know was like F- fentanyl doesn't really hit for people that do it. It's, it's a, like a bad substitute for heroin that doesn't feel as good and also doesn't last as long and has a much higher risk of death. So really, if you want to get fentanyl over your doses down, <laughs> the quickest to would be more heroin. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. But like, Worth that's not a, a shot.
0: A no pun intended. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, that's like, why I, the, the whole, like, it's always been weird to me Them putting it in cocaine too, but I guess it's just like, it just... I don't know. It adds something to a batch of cocaine, even though that thing could be bad. I, I mean, I don't get it. Cause it's like, I don't know why you'd want to kill, you know, your consumer base immediately well,
1: anyway. But the short answer is uh, it's cheaper than cocaine. And right. also American cocaine, like this is a long explanation drill down, but like American cocaine is so stepped on that. No one really knows what it feels like. So as right. long as it gets the person high, I guess right. from, from super great cocaine, I guess, feels like uh, ecstasy. But mm-hmm. Americans think of it as like a super strong cup of coffee, right? Right. Um, but like it said, so it's just if you, so, if you sub, substitute some of the like cocaine into fentanyl, it'll still get the person probably give them a better high while saving you money. And yeah, you don't want them to die, but also like that, that is that's a whole other conversation. Like sometimes uh, having a. a a batch of drugs that kills people is good advertisement for the strength of the drugs. Right. We're yeah. Cause so it's, it's like, like,
0: Oh yeah. That's, that's how you know it's the good shit. Um, which is yeah. wild, but you know, yeah. Drugs, man, hell of a thing.
1: Yeah. Don't do them. Uh, if you do them, uh, get the good shit, use fentanyl test strips. If you're a person yeah. who likes to use any, basically any illegal drug right now. Um, but like, it's bad for the rest of us when these people get into power. Cause reality, like none of their ideas were the confrontable or with reality at all. And that's usually a critique of liberalism. Like there's all expression is like a, a conservative, just a liberal who's been mugged. Right. That like your frou-frou ideas about crime bump up against reality in the minute like you see it and meet the an actual criminal, which is like, whatever, fuck that idea. But the, it, it's also a problem for them when it comes to campaigning. And this story, like I found really amusing. So one of the problems is like, yes, everyone knows Trump is super unelectable. The problem is GOP primary voters have been propagandized to believe that uh, Joe Biden is senile and dying to the point that they, they don't think they need to worry about electability concerns. And that's just Ron DeSantis' big problem, is that no one cares that he's the more electable. I don't think he is, but the more electable Donald Trump was his pitch, right? Because <laughs> Fox News viewers, all they see is videos of Bill Biden falling off his bike and shit, right? And it's Uh, what's
0: weird because it's kind of like that's kind of ironic, too, in a way, because I feel like that was going on in 2016. But with Trump, do you know what I'm saying? Like everything mm -hmm. like I mean, I I didn't I did honestly didn't really think Trump would actually win. I was worried about it, but i gunned to my head. I didn't think he would. And I think there were a lot of Democrats who were like, oh, well, I mean, there's no way he's going to win. And then now they've got that going on. But with Biden, because they're just so it's also like how much they hate Joe Biden, you know, and this was the same thing with Barack Obama too. It's been the same way with all of them. It's like, whereas he's, he's like, you know, super moderate, pretty milquetoast, bland. He's not like a raging progressive or anything like that. You know what I mean? But like, he's still, you know, the new antichrist in their eyes just because he's a, the democratic president or whatever. It's just, there's never going to be, I feel like there used to be presidents who, like, whatever party they were from, they could still become popular with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that that is ever going to happen again, unless there's some kind of paradigm shift in this country's politics completely. I just don't see that happening anymore. It's just yeah. this this side versus this side, you're on one or the other, except for the weirdo fence-sitters who I will never understand <laughs> at this point.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, they were able to turn uh, – I mean – Barack was basically like a very sane Middle centrist too, but they will turn him right. into the Antichrist because of you know he's tan, yeah, uh, and, and uh, his middle name Hussein. Right, but like yeah, you know, it's a weird. It's always been a weird play with Biden, but uh, but like the thing is, like they're so like propagandized, like this from um this video. I'm worried we lost Matt because they're put up a graphic in a little bit, so maybe we won't see this. But his video from the uh, like uh, our Republican National uh, Committee research Twitter account. Sent so out this video of Joe Biden in Hawaii yesterday, and they thought it was like bad. And uh, Matt, if you have this video, if you're alive, if you could
0: play it, yeah, let's see if something's uh, going on with Matt here. I can. Uh, yeah, I see him in the dive. He He's there clicking he around in the dive. Yeah. So it'll be all right. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, he was slipping on your graphics there, Mark. <laughs> What's going on? All right. <laughs> What's the boss's name? That's Jackson. how you doing, pal? Uh You guys catch
1: the boots out here? Uh That's a hot job, man. All right. So Joe Biden's visiting uh, the Maui disaster, if you listen to the podcast version. And uh he's talking to the first responders and he notices one of the dogs they have there searching for, um, you know, dead bodies and maybe survivors. He notices the dog has boots on because the dog's walking around the debris and the ground's high. So that's some hot ground there. And he pets the dog and
0: right. they're treating
1: this like it's a fucking scandal. I like just it shows don't. he has the dementia because he wanted to pet a dog for half a second.
0: Yeah, I don't get <laughs> Yeah, he acknowledged the dog. That's supposed to be like an endearing, humanizing thing for a politician. You know what I mean? It's like, I, you know. I like dot. Look, he's a he's a person just like us. He likes dogs or whatever. And then yeah, the the hot ground thing. I mean, that's like a real problem with you know. So the the dog had some kind of protection on his feet, right? Is what you're right. saying? Uh-huh. Right, because he needs it. Cause it'll fuck his feet all up because the ground is super hot. So he sees that and says, "Yeah, there's some hot ground."
1: Yeah. What what he's is also rummaging around in smoldering debris? What is the <laughs> problem with? i don't know but but this is apparently a super big like like the biden's maui response which as far as i can tell has been textbook aggressive as far as you can do with it like hawaii is a very remote place on earth it's way far out there it's one of the things that make it so pleasant to like visit It's you're away from everything (laughs) and the uh like you took him like six hours to declare a federal emergency response and like the navy responded like it's like it, it, the the governor uh, in, uh, of uh, Hawaii and the uh, mayor of Maui County both seem very happy with the disaster response. But like they fabricated this thing where Joe Biden didn't say anything about it for six days, which he had. And he spoke about it in Utah like a day later. But then there's a thing that happened where some right wing correspondent was doing the pool report and he shouted a question. And it didn't get an answer. And then he hired a lip reader to say that Joe Biden said no comment about the Maui. That, that's all that's all the right wing media is He no commented on Maui as if the president saying anything, does anything, as opposed to like actually responding. Whatever. He had said something anyway. But they're really, really mad about this dog thing. And if you want to see what it looks like, if you have this video clip of, of Judge Janine uh, Matt, play it. Talking about about talking so to a so dog? Are you kidding us? me? This are is you a kidding? guy who goes to an inferno, an inferno where a thousand people and children are missing because they cannot get any idea. They have been so destroyed. There's no odontology reports. There's no fingerprints. There's no body frames. There's nothing. That's why they can't identify everyone. And he talks to a dog and he talks about the fact that a he almost dog. lost a cat. Are you kidding me? He almost lost a cat. Jill and I know what it's like to lose. This guy has been lying from the moment he came on the political scene. He has a lack of empathy. He is <laughs> egocentric. He's got a condescending smirk whenever anybody asks him a question from the press. He's lying and he's narcissistic. <laughs> All right, you cut it back. So, uh, like, I'm abusive to Joe Biden, but being narcissistic and inhumane is not, like, one of the things I would use to describe him. Right. <laughs> uh but like it, it, it's like the the cat story. He talked about how his kitchen caught on fire one time, and it, he, him and his wife thought that their cat had burned up, and it made him really sad. And he was just talking about people. They were talking about people losing pets and shit. Like it wasn't like Biden made himself the center of the story. He was just telling an anecdote from his life, and somehow this is their takeaway from it. It's all very, very fucking stupid. Um. Anyway, I like I don't even know how we, how do you talk to these people,
0: <laughs> right? What was he supposed to do as far as the dog goes? Get that fucking dog out of here. Get back to work. We got what? What's everybody doing here? Like, start cracking whips or something? You know what I mean? Like, we need to be saving people. We can't have dogs around. Dogs are all happy with its tongue out. You know, like, (laughs) like
1: what's he? Dogs are all good boys. A rescue dog is the best of the best boys. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how you're not supposed to cut the dog and say it's a good boy? Plus. you. they demanded the president go there, which is just a photo op. So he talks to disaster workers and pets a dog. That's a photo op. That's what you've been begging for. I don't fucking it's know. Like,
0: it. I remember there was another one when he visited Charles in England or whatever. He like stopped to talk to a guard, like one of the, one of the microphone hat guards, you uh, know, which I feel like is just like, that's just acknowledging that guy's a human. You know what I mean? How's your day going buddy type of thing. And like, Charles, it looked to me like Charles was like, oh, we don't do that here. You know what I mean? Don't speak to the help. That's what it looked like to me because Charles is like gesturing him away from him or whatever. And they made some huge ordeal out of that, too. They're like, he has to be led around by the king like a dog because he keeps getting distracted by people to talk to. It's just just like Obama with his tan suit and the mustard, whatever. He like gray poupon or something and.
1: Yeah. you know, that type of shit. Arug- he had a salad with arugula. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah they just don't, mm. you know, they don't have much to go with, So, but they got a, they got a froth
1: and rage. So they go with this shit. Dude, I am able to get in a rage every week on this show about real right. stuff. There's real stuff. I swear to God, there's real well, stuff.
0: Yeah, we're raging at them. <laughs> they right. do a
1: lot of rage inducing shit. Like
0: they're raging at Joe Biden. And, you know, the only the, like the things we get pissed off about at Joe Biden about are like things that they like about him. Do You know what I'm saying? Right.
1: Or should <laughs> like, like about him? Yeah. Or
0: should like about it. So, you know. Yeah. It's hard for
1: them. Hard for them. All right. Let's talk about Texas. You want to? Yeah. All right. So me and Trey suffered through a simultaneous hurricane, hurricane and earthquake over the weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a wild times in California. Hurricane turned out, but other one turned out to be that bad. Not least, not least the part of the city where I live in. I'm yeah, sure, it was neither. awful for like the homeless population and people in certain yeah. neighborhoods. I don't know I it was wild.
0: I some of the some of the pictures and stuff like shocked me because like mm-hmm. I landed at noon and it was raining and like the hurricane wasn't even here yet and it was already raining pretty good at LAX. and I was like, oh man, this is this might get ugly. And then Katie drove me up to Burbank. I live in Burbank. You live in the valley not far from me. And like, it didn't get very bad here at all the whole time. But that's so I was shocked when I saw some of the pictures, like that picture of Dodger Stadium looking like an island. Like it's just surrounded by water, just sitting there. And like, you know, it looked like, you know, it got pretty rough. They had like knee high floodwaters and Coachella Valley and stuff like that. But yeah, where we're at, it didn't really amount to too much, honestly, which, you know.
1: No. It wasn't as bad as anyone predicted, which wasn't uh, that great for Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, because he chose the uh, first hurricane to hit Southern California since 1939 as an opportunity to target a busload of immigrants to ship here. Um, Yeah, this asshole fucking put, I think, 40-some migrants on a bus to to arrive in the middle of a hurricane. Is Uh, the
0: bus driver an immigrant, too? Like. Do you know what I'm saying? The bus driver <laughs> not like a good Texan. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's Sending yeah. him into the heart of a hurricane, driving a bus, like I don't know. It's just wild.
1: Yeah, it's like it, 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 I see what you're saying. I mean, I, like it, it's a funny way to put it because it's like, yeah, you know, we got you guys draw straws to be the one good Texan to die, making this stupid fucking point, right? But, and this this is the ninth bus he's sent here this year. In June, they had a bus arrive with forty-two migrants, several of them kids. They'd spent twenty-three hours in a bus to get to L.A. When they sent them without any food or water, and like didn't stop, of course, because they were afraid they're going to run off the bus. But, like, what kind of fucking idiot thinks that we'll show the city of Los Angeles? We'll send them forty-two immigrants, right? For a, a busload of forty-two immigrants in Los Angeles is every fucking city bus, right? Like, yeah. it's like it's not. You're just torturing these people for nothing. There's no like, we can handle it. It's fine. They're already put up in fucking hotels and shit. And this is coming kind at of the time that, that we where, that we're was speaking earlier, that big border crackdown talking about how like immigration is a much more salient issue for Republican voters. The further you get from the border, uh, on the actual border, Abbott's border response is losing support super rapidly, right? Cause these are people who actually live there. Um, they were t- people complaining about like this one woman was like she she liked the idea of stopping the fact that a bunch like 10, 12 migrants a day would walk across her pecan farm. Right. But in exchange, she's got a militarized border security voice of a force of hundreds of jackboots trampling her fucking pecan farm. Right. Fuck this shit. <laughs> the other way was better. It's like this, this is not a solution to the problem. They're talking about state troopers installing a uh, razor wire. People are like one guy. One like he owns like a like a seadoo rental place on the uh, uh, on the river, and he was like, yeah, it was like I thought it was a problem when migrants were coming across while we're doing my boat tours and shit. But like also like he was horrified that like two people were brought to the hospital because of razor wire cuts they got on his section of the river. He's like, I don't want this.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, he's like, yeah, he takes people out on that river, you know, for aquatic leisure. And now he's got to deal with, like, a razor wire obstacle course or whatever. I'm sure he's not super into that. You know, if it happens like a good God-fearing Texan, he's going to get sued or whatever for some shit Greg Abbott did. And you just got, like, you know, lethal detritus, detritus, whatever, um, you know, strewn all around your, like, place of business now. It's got to be a huge pain in the ass.
1: Yeah, it's just like this. Just so like, even the, the Texas Department of Public Safety and uh, Customs and Border Patrol was pushed back on Abbott's approach. When when Border Patrol is like, this is getting too psycho. It's fucking too psycho. Yeah, like multiple people yeah, have drowned in that shit, <laughs> right? Because these these like these uh, the the buoys have like saw blades in between them, so you can't come across the fucking buoys. Multiple people have drowned. There was an island in the middle of the Rio Grande that they they bulldozed so people couldn't rest on it, so they would be more likely to drown trying to swim across it if, there's, if the flow is heavy. It's like, this is not... I don't know what the solution is. This ain't it, right? But Greg Abbott isn't even the main scumbag I wanted to talk about today. We're talking about Ken Paxton. Ken Paxton is the kind of guy... Dan Patrick's another one He's lieutenant governor uh, in, in uh, Texas, where I can't believe they've been around this long because they're such awful criminal shitheads who aren't even good at their job. Here's uh, Ken Paxton on Steve Bannon's show a couple weeks ago trying to say he stole the he stole Texas' electoral college votes for Donald Trump, if you play a little bit of this video, Matt.
0: It, it's um, certainly critical to my state, and that's why we fought off these 12 lawsuits. We had them in Houston. We had them in San Antonio. We had them in, in Austin. We had him in the counties where you'd have the most liberal judges. And it was a concerted effort nationally with lots of money going into it. And just knowing that we had 12 losses that we had to win, and if we had lost one of them, like if we lost Harris County, Trump won by 620,000 votes in Texas. Harris County mail-in ballots that they wanted to send out were 2.5 million. Those
1: were all illegal, and we were able to stop every one. All right, of them. you, we not- you can cut it, Matt. Nothing you said there was not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> they, he did not. They, Harris County did vote a lot by mail. He did not stop a single vote from getting counted in Harris County. Uh, but like, yeah, Trump did barely win Texas, which tells you something about the about the psychotic state of Texas politics that is so utterly dominated by Republicans, where the votes are. But the votes are literally not that far apart. Um, if you're wondering why he's talking like this, why he's trying to sound as Trumpy as possible. It's because he just got impeached and he might be removed from office coming up soon. His trial is going to be on September 5th.
0: Um, I mean, I'm, they've got to have like they've got like a hardcore Republican supermajority, right? And they're
1: Right. State House.
0: Everybody, like, how, everybody. what did this guy do that they are actually impeaching him or whatever? Cause they don't, they don't do that usually. Not we're in gonna, Tennessee, anyway. Fucking, you can get away with murder. Uh, if you well, got, you
1: know, <laughs> if we're going to get to that trade. That's what the show's about. All right. All but, right. Um, but first, I want to tell like the reason he's doing this is cause he only has support. He's such a shithead. He only has support from outside the state really anymore. He might be able to save enough folks to save his own ass, but like it's going to be barely. He's got the support of like Morgan Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and the online psychos, um, which is why he's trying to be Trumpy as hell. But his first response, uh, like when he, he, when he knew he was going to be impeached, talking about one of the reasons all these motherfuckers hate him, is he called for the, uh, the, sorry, the speaker of the House, who's also Republican by the name of Dade Phelan, to resign, accusing him of being drunk on the House floor. All right. This was his Hail Mary plea to try to stop his impeachment inquiry from going forward. Uh, it did not work. It only made everybody mad at him. And if you want to know if he was drunk, uh, I want to play this video and I'll let you yep. vote for it. <laughs> This is Dave Phelan.
0: Mr. Ramey sends up an amendment to the amendment. The amendment to the amendment is of the office objections to adoption <laughs> amendment. A record of voters been requested by Ms. Middleton, the clerk, ring the bell. Show Mr. Hunter voting aye, Mr. Randy <laughs> voting aye. Miss Johnson Harris running I. Uh, all right, you got kind of it. Wow, hold on, wait, 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 oh, wait I like the I like the hammer part.
1: Okay, if
0: you, know, if you guys are only listening, I'm sorry, but yeah. So 100 voting I. have yeah. all members voted. Ooh. Ooh. There <laughs> be 90 yeah. eyes and 40 yeah. nays. Like his gavel there or whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I mean, he seems pretty hammered to me, like, no pun intended, again. Uh, yeah, so there's two I mean, possible takeaways Ken Paxton, here. But, like, if, if his whole yeah. thing's like, I think this
1: dude is drunk, then, like, I don't know. Right. I kind of
0: also think this dude is
1: drunk. <laughs> he's hella drunk. But, like, there's one, like, uh, two takeaways here. One, he's so under the influence. He's being fooled into the think that Ken Paxton's corrupt. Or two, even a fucking drunken asshole, because Ken Paxton is fucking corrupt, right? <laughs> but I'm going to quote here from a Texas politics writer by the name of C.D. Hooks: uh, Being drunk on the House floor, if he was, is the legislative equivalent of a classly misdemeanor in Texas. And the House, remembers often work multiple 18 hour days back to back, lawmakers drink, which Paxton knows because he has served there for a decade. So basically, it's like this is Texas. Everybody's yeah. drunk all, all the time. Yeah, we're all drinking Even whiskey. <laughs> we
0: shoot through the ceiling. You know, it's just, it's Texas. It's just a little different. It's like a saloon in the State House.
1: Yeah. Uh, so his fight with the House has been pretty funny. Again, this is Republican dominated. So this is an inter Republican fucking scandal uh, or fight. Uh, Kim Pax has repeatedly said they don't have any evidence to, um, impeach him. So they weren't going to release any evidence ahead of the impeachment, but that he made the house so mad. They said, fuck it and dropped 4,000 pages of evidence. All right. It's the bulk of it's about, uh, it's a lot of details about Paxton uh, misused uh, his office to help a, his friend named Nate Paul, who's an Austin real estate investor and campaign donor who was being investigated by federal authorities as his business businesses were floundering. Um, uh, Basically, Paxson Paxson said you can't impeach me because you're drunk. And the drunk said, "Fuck you, I'm impeaching you." And they said, "You don't have any evidence." And they said, "Fuck you. Here's four thousand pages of evidence. We got you dead to rights." Uh, this is all deeply personal. These are all personal beefs, which adds to the uh, the intrigue here because you're never going to be aware of all of them. Um, but like all the among these allegations, it, they include stuff that he used a burner phone and secret email accounts and a fake Uber name to hide his relationship with Nate Paul and his own mistress. Uh, if you want to talk, let's talk about Nate Paul for a second and what Paxton actually accused of doing. Uh, he forces staff to write a 1 a.m. legal opinion declaring foreclosure sales unsafe because of COVID, uh, because the state was trying to foreclose on Nate Paul's properties, which is deeply funny because Kim Paxton was a COVID denier. Right. And the pause on foreclosures right. and evictions was not to help investors, it was to help people not lose their houses.
0: Right. Um, so His buddy is this big investor who was facing foreclosure on his faltering businesses. And then Paxton, who's a COVID denier uh, said that that was unethical to foreclose on his buddy's businesses because of COVID.
1: Yeah. He had nine yeah. properties. are about to go into this guy was a billionaire who got way, uh, way underwater for whatever reason. I don't know. And somehow was doing improper shit with his money. that got the feds interested. So, uh, <laughs> So Paxton, what Paxton tried to do was he tried to appoint a special prosecutor to target Paul's adversaries, including like the FBI agents who were investigating Paul. Uh, all I can tell that what, what Paxton got out of this was a twenty-five thousand uh, dollar campaign donation, his house remodeled, a job for his mistress, and an Uber account that Paul paid for, which just seems like not a lot to try to go to prison for, right? But maybe, maybe it was a lot of maybe it was a hell of a kitchen remodel. Um, <laughs> But uh, being the Texas attorney general and trying to investigate the FBI to defend one guy's financial shit shithittery is like really.
0: Yeah, there's got to be. <laughs> some, there has to be something else to that. He's got to have some kind of like, I don't know, there's got to be some skeletons and some closets or something. Or there's something going on with these two dudes for him to go to bat for him to that degree. Because like you said, 25 grand or whatever, it doesn't seem like. Enough a lot to of, risk it all, like just blatantly being
1: corrupt in order to help
0: your one rich friend out. You know what I mean? Like they've killed some whores together or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. But a lot of the testimony in the, uh, in the impeachment inquiry is like from people that used to work for uh, Paxton. They're saying that like he was deeply envious of other people's financial situations and thought he deserved to be a lot richer and it was basically stuff like just basically that drove most of his behavior that and having an affair with a, with a, with a younger woman um so nate paul by the way it was like a rags to riches story And if you wonder why his like crimes are overlooked one of his main investors when he started his billion dollar real estate fund was the pension fund for the austin police department so they couldn't afford to lose their money so that's part of this but something quote here from an article about him walk through downtown Austin. It's rapidly developing nearby neighborhoods. It's impossible to miss the massive black band banners draped over office buildings, warehouses, and bars. Another world class project reads one post of the metal siding of the squad industrial building downtown. His company is called World Class, right? So that's a, another world class project. Other banners just say, quote DJ Khalid, and say another one. So he's like a DJ Khalid fan who's turned that into his fucking real estate company. <laughs> These, this is just, oh God, the weirdest
0: people. Everybody's a cartoon, man. Always.
1: Yeah. So, (laughs) uh, Paul apparently, when his building had not, again, I mentioned he had nine buildings getting foreclosed on to make this look like a grassroots thing, like a bunch of poor people trying to stop poor people from getting evicted. He paid fake protesters to protest Nate Paul's buildings being foreclosed on to try to make himself into a left wing cause celeb. All right. <laughs> these guys oh god All right, let's talk about the affair All right, so he had Nate Paul, Paxton did re- uh, pay for an Uber account under an alias where he called himself Dave P Paxton didn't even come up for, with a fake whole last name for himself he just called yeah. himself Dave P <laughs> Uh, he used it not just to hide the fact he was meeting with this, uh, having an affair with this woman from his wife, but also to hide his meetings with Nate Paul. He paid, he paid for meetings to ride, uh, for rides to meet with Paul. Uh, also, like I said, he paid, uh, he had Paul give his mistress a job. But like, the thing is like the why now part of this is interesting because Paul's been corrupt. Uh, Paxton, sorry, has been corrupt for like fucking decades. Let me read like a short list of stuff he's been done. He's he's been doing. Uh, he was charged with securities fraud in twenty fifteen, and he still hasn't gone to trial for that because he keeps getting it delayed. Um, among other infractions, he took money from a company that benefited from a state contract that he invested in a property that his district in his district that a local government would soon buy at markup. In private life, he was a probate lawyer adjudicating wills in the states, and he stood accused of improperly skimming money off the top from a wealthy deceased client. He famously stole a fellow lawyer's Mont Blanc pen at the Collin, Collin County Courthouse and only returned it when he was caught red-handed on security camera footage. He stole another lawyer's fucking pen
0: yeah. that
1: he it until he was caught on camera.
0: Dude, that's like, that might sound like, well, first of all, I don't know shit. I'm a fancy pen, dumb, but a Mont Blanc like that, like how much we talk, like what's that worth? It's got to be a pretty sweet pen for it to be worth mentioning.
1: Like uh Matt, can you Google it and put it in the chat? Because uh yeah, I'm interested.
0: Like, pens is what we're talking about yeah. here. but anyway, yeah. it might sound like a relatively smaller thing, but like if you'll anybody that'll do that is like a you know uh duplicitous pathological bag of shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like doing it and then like get caught red-handed doing it, dude, It's like just utterly shameless. It's definitely indicative of of something.
1: Yeah. So the uh, Matt says 1500 bucks, 1500 bucks for a pen. I'll stick with a BIC. Um, yeah. I like yeah. the jail
0: ones. You like the jail ones? Yeah. Those are, those are my Yeah, the job. jail ones are nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so the why now part of this, what happened recently was uh, uh, a bunch of whistleblowers came forward with about a bunch of corrupt shit going on in the Attorney General's office. Paxton illegally fired them. He They sued him. He knew he was going to lose, so he settled for $3.3 million in taxpayer money. And then he asked the uh, state lawmakers to pay for the settlement.
0: So right. he was dollar able to do that t- because this part confused me. first. But so he's able to do that because they're they're suing the office of the attorney general. So the right, office of the state. attorney, yeah. the office of the attorney general settled for 3.3 million dollars right that's why and which yeah so that's taxpayer money and so he goes to the state congress It's like hey i need 3.3 million dollars by the
1: way uh yeah this fuck up i'm trying to cover up over here yeah, yeah. some hush money okay so even though it's a trivial amount of money for the texas state budget they were like this is fucking embarrassing we're not going to do it pay it out of your own budget stupid you're not even actually doing any lawyer work you're stealing right. the money anyway use some of that 3.3 million So they basically refused to pay it, and then the impeachment is the byproduct of that. So it's not they were even frustrated with all the years and years of corruption. They didn't want him to drag their name into It's all they were asking for, and he couldn't even not do that. But the the punchline to all this is that one of the state senators who will be sitting on his trial to decide he was removed from office is his wife, Angela Paxton, whose affair has been revealed... (laughs) Who who he'd been cheating on was revealed in this impeachment inquiry. Now, awkward. <laughs> they they she would have had the opportunity to do the funniest fucking thing of all time, except the Senate voted that she should be recused from it because of her personal connection to the case, which is the opposite of what should happen. She has more information about what a shithead is than anybody else involved in this thing. Now she might still would have been voted to impeach because this is one of those the evangelical Christian families that like, were the, uh, you yeah. know stand
0: right. by your man type thing. Yes. Yeah,
1: yes. But like, because th- this lady, by the way, I can't really feel sorry for anybody involved in this. Like Angela Paxson, she's one of these super hard right pro life people. Her and Ken co-founded one of those awful fraud mega churches uh, outside of Dallas. Um, she also, in February of 2019, she introduced a Senate bill which would have allowed her husband again who's the attorney general the power to issue exemption from securities regulations remember he's literally still awaiting trial securities fraud <laughs> charges and she's trying to give him the authority to do more securities fraud i what i'm saying is like fuck drunk ass Dade Phelan, fuck ken paxton fuck greg abbott fuck angela paxton i hope they all fucking <laughs> lose with this whatever's right. going on here and this is only going to get stupider because Brad Parscale, Trump's former campaign manager, one that partnered with the Cambridge Analytica to do all that digital fuckery in 2016, he's running a digital effort to keep Ken Paxton in office by recruiting mm. these psycho right-wing Gen Z TikTok influencers. There's no hey. level of dumb this cannot get to. Why? I, well, I,
0: what is the rationale for, because you said earlier also that like the like, the, you know, extremely lunatic MAGA contingent like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and and Gates and them, they're like backing him too. And now this is like, but I mean, why, like, why, what, why is he worth them going to bat like that against the whole super Republican Texas state legislature? You know what I mean? Like,
1: well, Republicans are objectively pro-corruption in general. Sure. To, yeah. This, also, this like,
0: guy's got the micings of a real star.
1: I think. <laughs> yeah, Ken Pax is one of those psycho attorney generals who's also suing Biden over everything. So he's like a real maga star. He was okay. like, he tried to, he tried to overturn the election for Trump. So like, they're calling the psychotically right wing House senators and uh, and uh, and state reps. Rhinos, yeah. right and They're saying that the Democrats seek to control the state house in Texas. I don't know how. Sure. Why they govern the way they do if they would? I'm about
0: to say, oh. what are they doing with that power then? If it's secretly controlled by the Democrats, what they're focusing all that on just this one dude instead of doing a bunch of other Democrat shit instead of just all the crazy right wing shit that Texas stay doing as a state.
1: Yeah, they're just impeaching Ken Paxton to replace him with some other equally right wing psycho who won't steal pens. That's that's the limits of what they're going to do. So yeah,
0: (laughs) Chewy. Maybe somebody should mess with Texas. I don't know, but uh, Matt, if you got some uh, questions and or comments for us, put them up there. Tennessee Bear says some Mont Blancs. I like Mont Blanc. Some Mont Blancs go for up to sixteen thousand dollars. That's one hell of a pen right there.
1: You know. Yeah. Uh, what are you, you, you going to write with a pen that fancy, Trey? You're not, you're not making to do lists with that, right? It's just, yeah, just right. Signing, like big deals.
0: Signing big deals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. John on YouTube says a fancy fountain pen is useless to communicate with the crayon brigade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. It's one of them. Yeah. One of them pens that's got the, the you know, it don't have a ball point at the end. It's got that, you know, like the, the tip. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It looks like a little arrow. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I kind of like the ball, I like the old fashioned ball. I like to, the other ones like feel scratchy. I don't like scratchy stuff. Like I like yeah. I can't really eat popsicles because I don't like the feeling of the wood on my teeth. So okay, like, even right we with all the got our things. Yeah, yeah,
0: Suzanne Smith says gel pens are the bomb. I like how you use the bomb because that that's that's uh, chronologically appropriate uh, terminology for praising the uh, big gel pens because you know big in the nineties. I don't know. <laughs> Jail pens may still be out here killing it uh, for all. I, know. I hope so because uh, they were a good quality item. Wasn't expecting uh-huh. all the comments to be uh, pen focused, but I'm fine with it. I'm here for it. Uh, still going. Candace Weiss says Sharpies are my flex. Yeah. I've such. yeah, what's I was going to say, I have terrible handwriting. I used to say I had the handwriting of a serial killer, but then I went to my hometown to clean out that house I was talking about earlier, found a bunch of papers I'd written as a high schooler and sent some pictures of it to you and Corey and Drew, or whatever. And you guys started making fun of me for having like stupid, girly handwriting. You said I write fancy, which mm-hmm. really threw me for a loop. Mo RFD says, hit the like button. Thank you, Mo. Yes, everybody, please hit the like button. Uh, it helps, apparently. Uh, but yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Kim Cusado, longtime skewer, says Is it true that the Georgia State House is changing the rules so they can remove Fonnie Willis from office for no damn reason? Uh, I know that one guy called for something, right? Like a Georgia State Senator was like, I demand an investigation, impeachment, or whatever, but.
1: The last um, thing I saw about yeah. that was I didn't see anything about it recently. There was like, a, there was a move to try to do it a couple of weeks ago, uh, like a month, like months ago. And then the most recent movement on saw somebody tried to bring a court case to take it out of her jurisdiction and they, they lost. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure funny. Well, case is going to be the most important one for the, the January 6th related federal one. It feels like the, the, the real deal. Although he's, she's actually prosecuting other shitheads besides Trump. So that would hit for me that they all caught uh, some. Right. Charges.
0: Yeah. And isn't she still – she's saying she's going to do it all at once?
1: She's like, trying, but they're all, they're all making motions. Like, Mark Meadows is trying to move his to federal court, which is like, I, did, I didn't know you could do this, but you can, sometimes you can still move a state charge to federal court. But, yeah, law dumb. So. Law
0: dumb, as mm-hmm. always. Okay is wonderful, says uh, healthcare shootings, inflation, climate change. No, ink pens are the issue. This far, no further. Pilot G two for the win, uh, Pilot G two is the type of pen. Right,
1: I think he's saying you won't play. You won't prize ink pen out of his hand, out of his cold dead hands. uh <laughs> The uh I think when I was in like school, there were rapid advances in pencil and pen technology. Like we got the mechanical pencil when I was a kid, and then we had those. Remember those those, those pens with that yes. four different colors yep. in one pen? I knew that's what you're gonna say, yeah.
0: I know it. happened to Revolutionary. That. I don't know. I yeah. see. I saw one at some point in the recent, somewhat recent past. That I, they got like eight or nine colors on some of them now. I didn't even know you could have that many colors of ink. But yeah. God ah, damn. So, yeah, they're still out here working on it. We're
1: we'll yeah. born too soon.
0: Miss Anonymous six seventeen says a Fox host really said Biden let the hurricane hit California. I just can't with these people.
1: I saw that clip. It was, it was Kennedy, the former MTV VJ, and. T- I think she was clearly joking. She was like the Biden kid, the hurricane came up from uh, Mexico. So of course Biden let it in. And I was like, I was like, I don't mind being unfair to these people, but I was like, that's that's clearly tongue in cheek, even though Kennedy sucks. I just think in that instance, she was just making a joke. It was a joke about, I
0: mean, but
1: clearly,
0: yeah, clearly all the gay sex out here is what caused a hurricane. We all know that, you know, that's a, Yeah. Pretty standard. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, what was the thing yeah. that Trump? Trump when he was president, a hurricane and a sharpie. that because we're talking sharpies, we're talking hurricanes. You remember what I'm talking about? He like there's like a hurricane coming through, and he did something with a sharpie.
1: It oh, was uh, real dumb. Like, yeah, he moved the course the, the course of a hurricane. To try to make, because they just by drawing I it with a sharpie. He's like, no, say it's going to be fine. It's going. Yeah, he had, he had <laughs> yeah. like the National Weather Service projections, and because he hadn't done any preparedness, so he was trying to make it look yeah. like it wasn't going to hit mainland Florida. So he just drew an arrow off to the left. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can yeah.
0: clearly see here. <laughs> gonna, yeah, yeah. That's Matt funny. found an
1: article for us: Georgia ex-law letting panel punish house prosecutors. Uh, that's from May fifth. Yeah, so this this happened. This was months ago. They 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 they, they tell DeSantis has been removing prosecutors. They can do it, I guess, if they have cause. I'm not sure how much cause they need. Uh, it's a commission that was empowered to discipline and remove waiver prosecutors, saying it will curb far left prosecutors who are making our communities less safe. The premise for all this stuff in DeSantis it's like they basically make every Democrat prosecutor out to be a reform prosecutor and say they're the reason crime's going up, even if it's going down. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Didn't we just talk about that?
1: Uh, there was a yeah. prosecutor he who moved in uh, I think Orange County Florida who uh, he's mad at her over some she she put out a statement about one of the anti-trans bills or something saying she was against it so he removed her with the premise being that somebody who was free on bail had shot a cop or something. So yeah. Um but yeah, I was just Oh
0: no, I think it was a Patreon thing. I was they were talking about it on Twitter like uh, he went on some tirade about Oh, right. I remember. Trump did a true social bitching about Fonnie Willis. And he blamed her for a quote giant murder wave. Like yeah. he said, she was responsible for a giant murder wave that had hit Georgia, mm-hmm. and then a lot of other people were quoting that and pointing out that actually murders are down from last year or whatever. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, the shocker, none of that shit was true. But yeah, just a giant murder wave was funny to me. It's uh, like
1: I like I like that people think that like I mean, certainly murder rates respond to some stuff, but also. That a, a prosecutor murder rate, is the, right. the reason. Murder rates, right. murder rates are also heavily influenced by like how many people come home early from work and catch their spouse cheating, which I'm not sure right. the government can have any impact
0: on. Yeah. <laughs> but when something like that work. happens, you're not like, oh, shit, I better not. Fonnie Willis is in office now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. Grandma M says, did I miss the discussion of the idiots in the Tennessee state special legislative session? We talked about it a little bit at the very top. Uh, yeah. So, yes, you may have if you came in a little bit late. but you know I really spent like
1: two minutes on it. Most of it was on Melissa Joan Hart.
0: Yeah, Clarissa, explaining it all. All yeah. right, listen, guys, thank you for being here. I want to uh, Real quick, again, go to TreyCrowder.com, get tickets to see me on my t- ever-ongoing uh, ever tour. Also, you can pre-order the book me and Corey wrote on there around here and over yonder. Also, even if you just watch this show, if you would subscribe to it on your audio podcast platforms, so that would hit for us. And lastly, you can sign up on Patreon, weeklyskewscom slash more, or go on Patreon, look me up, $5 a month, full-length bonus episodes, support the show in the process. Either way, the important thing is you keep coming back every Tuesday, excuse, uh, as it may be, and we will as well. So with that said, we'll see you next week. Love you, bye.